And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present the conclusion to The Great Gildersleeve, starring Harold Perry, then Jack Mather, stars in a western adventure of the Cisco Kid. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, vivacious Lisa? Oh, and I thought you were going to call me Poncho. I'm right. No, well, uh, you can wear a poncho. All right, so it's time for the conclusion to The Great Gildersleeve. I know you like this series. I love this I series. I sure do. My crabby brother Vince, nah. He what doesn't, does he know? He doesn't like The Great Gildersleeve. I don't know why. He's always because like... Because he's crabby. Yeah. He's always like, I don't like that show, The Gildersleeve. Well, he shouldn't listen then. I think it's fantastic. I love I love Hal Perry as The Great Gildersleeve. And I'll never forget, I hope, uh, I hope we have a few seconds here, I'll never forget going to... A Friends of Old Time Radio convention. When I was like first getting into classic radio, you know, I was probably in my twenties, and I went to a Friends of a Friends of Old Time Radio convention in Cincinnati, and they had a recreation of a Gildersleeve broadcast, and for you know to to present to all the people there. And Willard Waterman, Hale Perry, I think had passed away by now, but Willard Waterman, who played the great Gildersleeve, was Gildersleeve, and then. Um, Shirley Mitchell, who was Leela Ransom, she was there. Oh. But Walter Tetley, who was Leroy, he was either passed away by this time or he just wasn't there. And so they needed a Leroy, and I got to play Leroy. So how much did you pay for that? Well, no, no, no. I mean, I, I auditioned for it. You know, I was like, hey, Unc. You know, I was like, you know, doing all that. And I literally was at the microphone with Willard Waterman and Shirley Mitchell. The, I mean, the great. I mean, think yeah. about that. For me, can you imagine? I was like cloud four thousand, right? To I be, wish I could see that. I was picture. Leroy. I was like, "Hey, Unc!" And then he was like, "Leroy," you know, and all. It was great. It was great. So, but let's uh, let's get back to this now. We tuned into the first portion of the diet with Hal Perry. Let's get back to this now. The conclusion of the Great Gildersleeve. Well, uh, don't let me detain you. I'll see you soon, Judge. What are you so nervous about, Gildy, old pal? Who, me? Oh, I'm not nervous. Not a bit. Not a bit. Not a bit. <laughs> uh, yes, you are. Otherwise, why are you putting salt on your finger? If what? Oh, I thought it was celery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you're a case, Gildy. Uh, Isn't he, Irwin? Yeah, he acts as if he's got a guilty conscience. <laughs> you kid, John? Guilty conscience. It is what is known as a play on words. Yes, yes. We know, Erwin. 
Say, you are acting rather suspicious, Throckmorton. Uh, who, me? Yes, you. Now, you're not trying to cover up something like going off that diet and losing the bet, are you? Why, Judge Hooker, how can you think of a thing like that? Uh, excuse me, mister. How do you have it? Rare, medium, or well done? Uh, oh, uh, bring me the lemon juice and water. Well done, please. Oh, but I didn't mean the lemon juice and water. I meant the... Oh, lemon... yes, the toast. Well, I'll have mine rare, yes. Now, run along, girl, and tell the chef. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Gildersleeve, this looks mighty fishy. Now, Judge. I'd like to stick around a while and see just what you have ordered. And now, Judge. However, I'd be late for court, so I have to leave. Now, Judge? Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Gildersleeve. Uh, goodbye, Hooker. Come on, Erwin. Yeah. Oh, say, there's an idea. Oh, me? Yes, you. I got a job for you, Erwin. Stick around with Gildersleeve here for the next few days. Now, wait a minute. What's the big idea? I want Erwin here to see that you stick to the terms of our bet. But, but Judge, don't you trust me? Well... Then why waste Erwin's valuable time? Oh, he hasn't anything else to do, have you, Erwin? Not until a baseball season starts anyway. Oh, uh, are you a player? No, but I'm a sort of celebrity in my own right. Oh. Hey, did you ever go out to the ballpark and hear the guy who sits over near third base and yells, throw that bum out? Oh, is that you? No. I'm the guy who sits in back of him and yells down, shut up, you louse. <laughs> You stay around Mr. Gildersleeve for the next few days, Erwin. And remember, if he smokes or goes off his vegetable diet, that means he loses his bet. Yes. Okay, Judge, I'll keep my eye on him. You can rest insured. Yes, yes. <laughs> Bye, Gildy. Watch your step now, or that hundred smackers is mine. Yes. Hey, he's a great guy there, Judge. The salt of the earth. The very salt. Yes. Hey, what's so great about the salt of the earth, anyway? Yes. So, so, well, sit down, Irwin. I'll try to explain. It's all of the earth. You see, in ancient times... Excuse me, please. Here you are. Oh, oh, no. Uh, that's not for me, lady. Uh, this is all for my friend here. All I want is this glass of hot water and lemon juice. Uh, don't I? <laughs> uh, pitch in, Irwin. For me? Say, I'm going to like this job. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Gildersleeve, but I still don't get it. What's so extra special about the salt of the earth? Uh, look, Irwin, you followed me around for two days, haven't you? Yeah, two days and two nights. And during most of that time, I've tried to explain it to you, haven't I? Uh-huh. And you still don't understand, do you? Uh-uh. Well, let's skip it. It's a mere bag of hell. Oh, that's a good one. What's that? Well, it's French, and it means, Irwin, wouldn't you be happier in some cozy, warm pool room? Oh, no, I like being with you. It reminds me of the time I was a deputy sheriff. Oh, you were a deputy sheriff. Mm. The judge's influence, no doubt. Yeah, I used it to take prisoners up to the state pen until I had my accident. Oh, you had an accident. What happened? Well, one of the prisoners stole my badge and had me locked up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where you going now, Mr. Gildersleeve? I'm going right here to the YMCA. Hmm? I'm thinking of taking some reducing exercises. You want to wait outside? No, I'll come along with you. I was afraid of that. Oh, look, they got a pool table. <laughs> oh, maybe I can promote myself a game, huh? Yes, sir, and maybe you can. You stick around here while I go into the gymnasium. Hey, say, fellas, how about let me join you, all right, class, all right. All together now. A one, a two, a right, a left, a shot, the door, a one of you. You watch. 
seven, eight. Uh, come on, speak up. I came to see about my weight. Uh, down, up, uh, straight, uh, stoop. Why don't you join our fat men's group? Uh, now, see here, mister. I'm not that fat, and I didn't come here to be insulted. Goodbye. A one, a two, huh? a three, a four. You're going out the wrong door. Yeah. What do you mean? No, no, fat. The boys don't get me. Dally, why, sir, that door is in the alley. It, it does? Well, splendid. Now I can dodge a pest that's been bothering me. A one, a two. Goodbye to you. Ah, <laughs> uh, three at last. Now for the nearest cigar store. Hey, Mr. Gillis, please. Hey, wait for me. Oh, jumping jeeps, Irwin. Say, this is just like being a zippity sheriff again. Yeah. <laughs> Irwin, weren't you playing pool? With them guys? They was playing for matches. Yes. <laughs> hey, n- now tell me, what's with the salt that he ate? What makes it better like the salt that a sea, for instance? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Marge, but I fixed Mr. Gill's sleeve dinner. An imitation porterhouse steak made out of roasted peanuts and dandelion greens. You think he'll eat it? Oh, I don't know, Bertie. What does it taste like? Tastes like roasted peanuts and dandelion greens. <laughs> Poor Uncle Mort. I think he'd break down and cry if we could slip him a pork chop when that Irwin wasn't looking. Gee, I wish this whole business was over. Uncle Mort isn't any fun anymore. When he isn't groaning and complaining, he's mad at everybody or... I'm trying to tear the telephone book in two. Well, I tried to get Mr. Gillsleeve to give up that uh, diet of his, but he's stubborner than a bulky mule caught in a tar pit on a hot afternoon. Why, that man, oh, there he is now. Everybody take to the side, close cellar. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Hello, Bertie. How are you, my boy? And Marjorie. You're even more beautiful than usual, my dear. Uh-oh, something's wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jill, do you feel all right? Yes. Yeah. Maybe you'd like to rest a while, Uncle Moore. Nonsense. I never felt better. You know what happened? That Irwin, who's been shadowing me, had to go home. He's got a stomachache. Yeah, now, maybe I can have a decent meal at last. Well, thank goodness. I've just been itching to fix you some nutriment that don't taste like sawdust. (laughs) (laughs) Now I can throw that imitation steak and fix you a real good one. Yeah, that's right. And some biscuits and jam. And a hunk of pie. And hurry up, Bertie. Yes, I'm going. Yeah. I better catch the door on the way. Yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah, hurry up, Bertie. Uh, Yes, Mr. Gill, please. I'm going to get you that roast peanut and dandelion green steak right now. Yeah, Bertie, what do you mean? We've got a visitor, and it's Judge Hooker. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, hello there, Gildersleeve. Irwin phoned me. He was too sick to stay with you, so I came right over myself. Why, Judge? Because I have a sneaking suspicion that you're responsible for Irwin's stomachache. Yes, I wish we had. You getting tired, Unc? Oh, no, I... I can... (laughs) I can go on a while, Leroy. Oh, boy, I think this is fun. Yes, you would. (laughs) But to tell the truth, I I don't think I'm going to lose any weight this way unless I freeze it off. What's the matter, Unc? Cold? Not any longer, Leroy. I'm... I'm numb. (laughs) 
I hope I'll be able to get my nose defrosted. Wait till we get to the top of this hill, Uncle Mort. It'll be keen sliding down. Well, I, I don't know if we're going to get to the top, my boy. This sled is a pretty heavy load. Oh, no, it isn't, Gunk. Oh, yes, it is. How about us two changing places? But why? Well, I feel sort of funny sitting on this sled while you pull me all the way up the hill. <laughs> There you are, waitress. Have you brought everything I ordered? Uh, yes, sir. Here it is. Uh, Cream of mushroom soup. Good. Lobster salad. Mm-hmm. Filet of sole. Yes, with marjorie sauce. Chicken a la king. My favorite fowl. Uh, baked potatoes. Yeah, big ones, too. Artichoke. Artichoke. And black bottom pie with whipped cream. Oh, boy. Say, how about the cream corn? Oh, right here, sir. Uh, at last. For the first time in days, I'll really be able to give my bicuspids a romp. And am I going to make up for all those meals I've been missing? Huh? What's that? Uh, who's there? Uncle Mort! Uncle Mort, wake up! What? It's, where am I? You're still in bed and it's half past nine already. Get up, Uncle Mort! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leroy, why did you have to knock at that moment? I was just about to have a dream of a dinner. <laughs> big box for, Uncle Mort? Oh, that's a steam cabinet, Marjorie. What you gonna steam, Unc? Me. <laughs> I'm gonna lose that ten pounds if I have to poach myself parboil. Oh, I'd be, I'd be careful if I were you, Uncle. Oh, it's so simple, Leroy could operate it. Gee, can I? In a moment. Now run along, Marjorie, while we try it out. All right, but don't try to lose too much at once, Uncle. Yeah. How much weight have you lost so far, Uncle? Well, I don't know quite for sure, Leroy. These bathroom scales have such small figures... It's hard to read from where I stand. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to read around the curve, too. What do you mean, Leroy? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, my chest does get in the way a little. <laughs> Why don't you step on the scales now and I'll read the figures? Oh, a capital idea, Leroy. Yeah. Careful, Oh, my goodness. I've taken on weight, not off. Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. Here, hold my robe, Leroy. I'm getting into this steam box right now. Yeah. Now, now, please turn that knob on the side, Leroy. Like this? Yeah. Uh, I can feel the weight dropping off already. Turn it on some more, Leroy. Okay. (laughs) It's foggy, isn't it? What? Don't turn it on anymore. I can't hear you. What'd you say? <laughs> Don't turn it on anymore. Oh, more. Oh, now stop, Leroy. It feels like I'm on fire. Fire? Okay. Oh, not fire. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Hey, what's the trouble? What's cooking? I am. <laughs> it's turned down the steam. I can't. It's so foggy. I can't find the knob. Uh, open the door and let me out. Well, Hurry up, Leroy. I'm roasting. Do something. Oh, gee, which one I do? Get a plumber? No, get a doctor. I never heard of such foolishness in all my experience. Yes, doctor. A man your size and shape killed a sleeve trying to boil himself down to skin and bones. I did? And you, Judge Hooker. 
Frank had gambled your friend's health away. I'm sorry. I never thought it would come to this. Why, as a result of this foolish wager, Mr. Gildersleeve is not only suffering from malnutrition, nervous exhaustion, and anemia, but also from blisters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd never made that bet. Would it make you feel any better if I called it off, Gildy, old man? It would it. That's the nicest thing that's happened to me in a week. And it's mighty sporting of you, Judge Hooker. And better rest now, Gildersleeve. I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Come on, Judge. All right. Goodbye, Throckmorton. I'll phone to find out how you're getting along. Yeah, thanks, Judge. Goodbye, Doc. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leroy. Yes, Uncle Mort. How are you feeling? Much better. The judge just canceled our bet. Gee, that means you saved a hundred dollars. Yes. But I still can't understand why I gained weight. I dieted and exercised. I didn't smoke. And yet I went up from 225 when I began to 230 now. Oh, no. No, you don't weigh 230. I said 213. What? You mean I lost 12 pounds? Where's that Judge Hooker? Wait till I get my hands on that little welcher. I'll kill him. I'm so glad you've given up all those nasty old resolutions. Yeah, so am I, Marjorie. Now, I've got a surprise for you. Oh, surprise? You have? Well, I love surprises. All right. Close your eyes. Yeah, like this? Yes. Now, open your mouth. Uh, like that? Yes. Now, close it again. Yes. What's this? One of the cigars I gave you for Christmas. <laughs> now, you can smoke as many as you want. Isn't that dandy? Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Original music heard on this program was composed and conducted by William Randolph. This is Jim Bannon speaking for the Kraft Cheese Company and inviting you to be with us again next week at this same time for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. This is the National Broadcasting Company. And that's The Great Gildersleeve, January 4th, 1942, with The Diet, starring Hal Perry. Also in the cast, Earl Ross, Lillian Randolph, Walter Tetley, and Lorene Tuttle, sponsored by Kraft is Heard on NBC. Hope you enjoyed The Great Gildersleeve. Let's take a break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back, Lisa. It's time for the Cisco Kid. This was a great series. It was heard on radio and then also on television. Very popular on TV. Probably more popular on TV than it was on radio. For a while, it was in black and white on television. Then they decided, hey, it's a popular show. Let's color it. Let's uh, start filming it in color, which they did. All right, let's tune into a radio episode now called Outlaw Brand. It stars Jack Mather as Cisco and Harry Lang as Pancho. Here's part one of the Cisco Kid. Here's adventure. Here's romance. Here's the famous Robin Hood of the Old West. Cisco, the sheriff, he's getting closer. This way, Pancho, Paolo. The Cisco Kid. And now, the Cisco Kid in our exciting story, Outlaw Brand. 
A branding of cattle as a visible means of identification was introduced by the Spanish conquistadores and carries on to the present day. But no one thought of a visible brand for the outlaws who infested the frontier when our West was young. Many lives might have been saved had people known that behind the smiling, handsome face of Vance Corden was a vicious, cunning streak, the outlaw brand of a killer. Our story opens as the bloody spurs worn by Vance truly rake the belabored flanks of his lathered mount as he heads the tired animal toward a small mountain ranch. All right, all right, you jug-headed broomtail. Keep moving. That smoke from the chimney of the old man's house must mean he's cooking a fatted calf for the prodigal son's return. <laughs> oh, hold it. Uh, saddled horse. Reckon the old man's got company. That horse might soon be minus a rider and have a new owner. Howdy. Anybody home? Bench! Bench, boy! Is that really you? Yeah. Yeah, it's me, all right, pal. Vance, it's so good to see you. <coughs> What's the matter, Pa? You sick? It ain't much, boy. I can get up out of bed. I'm <coughs> just just coddling myself. I need some money and a fresh horse, Pa. What's the matter, Vance? <coughs> Something wrong? Now, look, I didn't come here to answer a lot of questions. If you want to give me the horse and money, all right. If not, I'll mosey along. No, 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 son. Wait, wait. <coughs> Who does that saddle horse outside belong to? Uh, to Jane Winthrop, the daughter of my nearest neighbor. That's so? Uh, she rode over to see if she could help with some of the chores. <coughs> uh, tell me. No, what's the matter, son? Tell me. I want to help you. I don't need none of your Bible preaching advice. Be humble. Don't follow the path of evil. Love thy neighbors. It... Uh, here, here. L- uh, let me help you, Dad. Mr. Huh? Gordon, you shouldn't be out of bed. You know you shouldn't. Well, I... Uh, uh, I'm awful sorry, miss. I didn't know Pa was so sick, I thought. Vance Gordon. So you're Vance Gordon. Well, your dad talks about you all the time. Uh, now, come on, Pa. Better climb back into bed, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, easy, does it? Uh, Vance, this is Jane Winthrop. The best neighbor a fella could wish for. Oh, go along with you. You're just trying to shine up to me, Walt Gordon, so as I'll stay and cook dinner. It'd be a great honor if you would stay to dinner, Jane. I'd do the fixing. Nonsense. I'll stay and I'll do the cooking. I know you and your dad have a lot to talk about. Now, never mind about me. I'll fetch some water and take care of things. On second thought, I reckon I'll stay here, Pa. I don't figure you'll turn against me no matter what happens. Well, I'll do anything I can to help you, as long as you're in the right, son. But if you're don't not... Don't you say it, Pa. Don't even think it. I'm in the right. You know, I reckon I'd have to kill any hombre who figured I was in the wrong. Even you. That's the first portion of the Cisco Kid with Outlaw Brand, starring Jack Mather as Cisco and Harry Lang as Poncho, sponsored by Butternut Bread, as heard on Mutual. Let's take a break, then it's more on the Hollywood 360 Radio Network. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. 
Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari, Lisa Wolf to my right. Mike Costella, our executive producer. I don't think Mike gets enough kudos for all the work that he does. Do you think so? I don't think we give him enough kudos. Never. I mean, this guy works 29 hours a day on this show. That's a trick. And on our other show, we have another show that Lisa and I do out of the Chicago area. It's uh, on WGN Radio. And we do a show on Saturday and Sunday nights. Mike is the executive producer of that. He's the executive producer of Hollywood 360. He does all of our uh, cleanup on all the programs, all of the products that we put out on the website. And he teaches. He teaches at Columbia College. Mike, what the heck? Are you two people? You know, I don't know. I'm just trying to get it all in, and then maybe one day I won't have to work at all. Well, here's the thing. He's also a newlywed, so, you know, he's got a wife to make I actually think that Mike, I mean, because Mike's always really smiley, so I think he does like what he does. He's just, it's just a lot of work. Yeah, it's a facade. This is true. Yeah, but I think Mike... Like enjoys what he does, and but he's just so. a little overwhelmed. If I didn't, I'd be gone. Right, <laughs> I'd be gone. All right. Well, uh, on that note, let's tune in to the conclusion to the Cisco Kid. Yeah, this just like it before. Pants to get sick back in Emmaseo. Just like the old time. What do you mean, Pancho? And there we were, riding along, minding our own businesses. We're not bothering nobody. Nobody bothers us. Now, and tell me, truthfully, Chico, would you really pass by a wounded hombre who needed help? No, but why that wounded hombre got to be so mysterious? And then why he got to die before he tell us the name of the hombre while shoot him in the back? All I know is what I've already told you, amigo. But the worst part is it. Pancho miss everything that hombre tells you, Cisco. Where were you? Well, you said Pancho to get the canteen full of water, remember? When Pancho bring it back, that hombre already died. Oh, see, that is right. Well, the hombre told me his name was Britt Lombard. Britt Lombard, huh? Yeah. Well, where that silver Pancho he gives you? Here. Mm, there's nothing special about it. Britt Lombard said it came from the gun holster of his own partner, the coyote who shot him in the back. He tells you why the pine shoot him in the back? He was going to. He did not live long enough. Mm, I just come fast. Oh, 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 oh. Unless I'm very much mistaken, those riders have the earmarks of a posse. Yeah, you're right, just go find to see two hombres with badges. Oh, hold Hey, Sheriff Collins. You reckon these two are the ones who held up the bank and killed the bank clerks over at Springerville? I don't know, Grid. That's what I aim to find out. You're a stranger in these parts, hombre. I would not have been a stranger to you for long, Senor Sheriff, if I was coming to look for you. What for? Uh, ain't I talked to you, deputy? Talk to the sheriff. <laughs> well, why were you looking for me? Because of a dead hombre and a strange story. What dead hombre and what story? If you listen with your ears, Senor Deputy, and... Stop waggling them out, you'll soon learn. I don't take that kind of talk from a couple of renegade chuck line riders. Yeah, hold on to your temper, Grid. What's your name, hombre? I'm called the Cisco Kid, Senor Sheriff. And I call Pancho. So, it's a Cisco Kid, boys. And Pancho, too. Well, mighty peculiar that outlaw like the Cisco Kid is just riding through this part of the country... And the bank over at Springerville just happens to get held up. Yeah. And let's not be forgetting them bank clerks that were murdered. Cisco, right. uh, what did that hombre do with your rope? Incha! One minute, hombre. Come on. There'll be no lynching. Yeah. Put up that gun, Cisco. Come on, boys. Take it from him. All right. 
Go ahead. Since you all seem to know of my reputation, who'll be the first to go against my guns? Well, sit tight, boys. I reckon these two are the hombres we've been looking for. After murdering the bank clerks at Springerville, they won't hesitate killing any of us. There is no use trying to explain to a lynch-minded posse. Every one of you hombres. Remove your guns from your holsters, Kathleen. Drop them to the ground. Andre! Better do it, boys. It's an order. This killer don't mind adding another notch to his gun. Anyway, everybody cop. Oh, my head! I told you to handle that gun carefully, deputy. You're not hurt. Just go and shoot the gun with your hand. Don't risk your lives, boys. Do as he says. Bueno. Now, senor sheriff, you are supposed to be upholding the law. That's what I'm doing. I ain't gonna rest till I catch up with you again. And you rest assured you won't ever get the drop on me like you have now. Come on, Pancho. Up, Tiago. Go, 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 go. Get smart, boys. Get your guns. Stay where you are. We soon be out of gun range, Cisco. Better get out of here fast. Hey, now. Up, Tiago. Go, 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 go. go. Hope you and Dad have a good appetite, Vance. Dinner will be ready soon. Uh, reckon I'll go on out and look after my horse, Jane. Uh, you'll find plenty of grain and a clean blanket out in the stable, Vance. I loosened the cinch of your saddle, Vance. Your horse was very tired. Uh, yeah, yeah. You see, I rode hard when I heard Paul was sick. Well, your dad's going to be all right now that you're back home. Aren't you, Walt? Uh, if I ever get rid of this pesky cough. Now, you, you just be patient, Pa. Don't worry about the ranch. I'll look after things. Oh, would you take my horse over to the stable with yours, Vance? Why, sure. Be glad to, Jane. Thanks. You remember what we were talking about before, Pa? Yeah. You just take it easy and keep remembering it. He's a good son, Walt. Sure does worry about you. <laughs> Got them both, Buffalo. Come here, Cayuse. You two, you jughead. Got the gal fool into thinking I'm an angel. The old man's scared I'm the devil. Well, that suits me fine. Let's make a perfect hideout. What's the matter with you, Broomtail? Come on, move. Get in that store. You, you'll get in the other one. Hey, you get them hands up in the air, Vance. Up high now and keep them wide. All right. All right, don't shoot. <laughs> I won't. As long as you give me no cause to. Now turn around slow and careful like. Yeah, yeah. Hey. What do you want with me, Sheriff? Not Sheriff, just Deputy. Deputy Sheriff Grid Baylor. Grid Baylor? Well, I should have recognized you. So you've become a Deputy Sheriff, That's huh? what the badge says, Vance. You and me always used to talk about how we'd get what we wanted when we was kids. Uh, looks like you decided to line up with the law. Is that what you wanted? I want the same things you do. I figure this is a smarter way to get it than what you're doing. I don't know what you mean, Grid. Can I put my hands down? Sure. As soon as we're sure, we understand each other. What's to understand? You fit the description of one of the Springerville bank bandits. We've been getting wanted posters on you from Texas, Vance. That's how I knew to come here. Yeah. And I reckon everybody knows I hit the Owl Hoot Trail. No, Vance, only me. You see, I kept those posters for my information alone. You figuring to use them now? Against my own partner? Hey, that's not good business. Wait a minute, why do you want me as a partner? Says we can share in the money you collected from the Springerville bank. I ain't been in Springerville. Don't lie to me. The hombre who did the job with you was found with a bullet in the back. But I'm trying Listen, to... 
I can either turn you in and collect a fat reward, or we can work together and someday control this entire territory. Now, what'll it be? Uh, be your way, Grid. We'll split that bank money. Only they'll be looking... I forgot to tell you. They'll be looking for them two riders coming this way. Sheriff Collins and the posse are looking for them now. Hey, one of them's a Cisco kid. Yeah, that's a fact, ain't it? That vinegaroon shot the gun from my hand. What are you going to do about it? Kill them two Springerville bank robbers and deliver the bodies to the sheriff? We'll probably collect a reward. You going to help me, Vance? This Woodley gets a little closer, Grant. All right. Get Cisco forward this mouse. He's a perfect target. Pour it onto him. We can't miss. Now! After robbing the Springerville Bank and killing the clerks, Vance Corden shoots his partner, Britt Lombard, in the back and kills him. Cisco and Pancho find the body and later are accused of the murder and bank robbery. They attempt to trail the killer and run into a trap set up by Vance and crooked deputy, Grid Baylor. The two desperados pour a volley of homicidal gunfire at our friends at the very moment they stop their horses. We got both of them, Vance. Hold your fire! Them gunshots will bring my pa and the neighbor's gal out of the house. You'll be sure and tell them I'm on the side of the law, huh? Consider yourself a member of the posse, Vance. Yeah. Getting rid of the Cisco kid gives me a perfect alibi and gives us a big push toward controlling this territory. Don't forget who first saw the possibility of this setup and who's going to be given the orders. Don't worry, I ain't likely to. A good measure, I ought to put an extra bullet through Cisco's head. First make sure I'm dead, Curdy. Kill him! Try him! You try it too, deputy! Shoot him! Up on your feet, you skulking sidewinders! You deserve it more than just a gunshot from your hands. All right, all right, don't shoot. Whatever you say, Cisco. So, this is how the law is upheld in this part of the country. I will see to it that you... Uh, good work, Jan. You knocked him out cold. I sure don't like doing this, but when I saw him holding that gun on you and Grid Baylor, then... I gotta hand it to you, Jane. You sneaked up behind Cisco as quiet as a cougar after a lamb. You called him Cisco. The Cisco kid? That's right, Walt. That's the Cisco kid. <laughs> Notorious outlaw. He's wanted by more sheriffs in the southwest than a doggy has ticks. His partner's not dead. This is just a scalp wound. Get some rope, Vance. We'll tie these two and take them into town. Watch Cisco close. Careful, he ain't playing possum again. The Cisco kid don't carry an outlaw brand, Grid Baylor. Oh, Walt Gordon, you shouldn't be out here. Now, come on, let's get back into the house. Let Grid and Vance tend to their own business. But, Jean, I... I know, I know, but your health is more important than a couple of bandits. Sheriff Collins handled. We gotta keep Jane and my pa on our side, Grid. What are you worried about? Well, you heard what Jane said about Sheriff Collins. What Pa said about Cisco. Yeah, I heard. Cisco and Poncho will never live to see the sheriff again. On the way into town, they'll be shot. I can say they tried to escape. Who's to prove different? <laughs> it's a lot of go since they won't. Let's get that money you got from the Springerville Bank and get going. Yeah, sure. After we tie Cisco and Poncho, we'll go dig it up. <laughs> And after we deliver their bodies to the sheriff, we'll help dig them a grave. I... I can't believe it, Mr. Corden. 
Vance is your son. No, it's hard to believe, Jane. <laughs> With his innocent face and that nice way about him, it's hard for me to believe, too. Vance and Grid left Cisco and Pancho tied hand and foot to that big oak tree outside. Maybe we ought to go talk to them. Yeah, I reckon we should, Jane. <laughs> That's why I told you what I suspect. All right, but bundle up. Button your collar around your throat. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> it's a hard thing for a man to... <coughs> to turn against his own son. Especially when he wants to believe that son is not an outlaw. Are you sure you want to go through with this, Mr. Gordon? Yeah, I'm sure, Jane. I gotta find out the truth. No matter how much it hurts. You and me ain't the kind who'd let innocent hombres pay for someone else's crime. If what you think is true, then Grid Baylor is just as guilty. Maybe the sheriff, too. We'll take one thing at a time, Jane. <coughs> Make up our minds about them when we get all the facts. That's gotta be the one, Cisco. That's gotta be the senorita what knocked you out. I did what Pancho accuses me of, Cisco. You might have done the same if you had seen a stranger holding a gun on someone you thought to be law-abiding. What you did is understandable and excusable, senorita. The lump on Pancho's head from the bullet wound, that's the excusable. I have the mate to yours on my head, Pancho. Oh, I'm sorry. Really, I am. Vance Corden's my boy. <laughs> I don't want to believe he's bad, Cisco. But I got to know the truth. Why ask me, senor Corden? Because I've heard enough of the Cisco kid's deeds to know that <coughs> he, <coughs> he carries the law with him. Even though he don't wear a badge. Yeah, you're right, senor. Cisco always on the side of the law. In Pancho, too. Well, if you're innocent of what they accuse you, it means that the deputy, Grid Baylor, is a thieving skunk. That is true. That's what he is. If you can prove any part of what you say, we'll cut you loose. Set you free. Very well, senor. Reach into my vest pocket. No, no, the other one. Bueno. What is it, Mr. Gordon? The from... Momento, chico. Huh? Do you recognize it, Senor Corden? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Seems to me I've seen it before. Yeah, Jane, you saw another just like it on one of the gun holsters Vance is wearing. That's right. The concho from the other holster is missing. This is it. Where did you get this, Cisco? From the hands of a dead hombre. Before he died, he gave it to me. And said his bandido partner could be identified by it. See, in that party, the one was sure the hombre in the back. Oh, no. No, not Vance. Eh, yeah, Vance. My own son. I always knew he was wild and a bit ornery, but I didn't ever think he was a killer. I'm sorry, senor. You're a kind man, Cisco. To be sorry after what Vance has done to you. As soon as I get my pocket knife out, I'll cut you loose. Hey, that mild deputy Stay away from them prisoners, Walt. What do you mean by trying to cut them ropes? You know that's again the law, Pa. You don't have to pretend no more, son. I know you for what you are. What's he talking about? What's in his hand? It fits, don't advance. Where'd you get that? From Cisco. Britt Lombard gave it to me before he died. He says... There's a lion side one. If he told you, I shot him in the back. And it's true. Yeah. It's true, all right. 
<laughs> I never mentioned that Britt Lombard was shot in the back, Vance Corden. And when you say it now, do you admit you do the killing? All this blabbering means just one thing to me, Vance. Yeah. Ain't no other way out, Grid. Even though he's your old man? Do I ask you what caliber bullets you carry in your belt? But he's your father, Vance. You wouldn't dare. To... I got the gal. Grab my paw, Grid. I, I, I got him. Let me go. You sheep stealing rawhiders. Uh, we only free if we Shut up, you shut up. You ain't. And the only time you'll be free is when you're dead. Come on, Vance. Let's get your pa and Jane into the house. This job has to be done so there's no way to trace the doers and so there's no corpses to tell of the doing. Dynamite. <laughs> Madre mia, that dynamite. Those coyotes mean what they say. They go to blow us all to beat. Uh, uh, keep working at the ropes which tie you, Pancho. <coughs> I can only loosen mine enough to... <coughs> what are those mavericks doing, Cisco? I think they are testing how short a fuse they can use and still not hurt themselves. <coughs> I think the ropes are stretching a little... Pancho uh, 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 wish those sidewinders blow themselves up with that dynamite. I uh, still uh, wish to be able to turn them over to the law. Uh, uh, there's nothing worse than a pakrat or try to kill his own padre. He not really dynamite the house while Senor Corden and Senor Little Jane inside his school. I believe that is exactly what he intends to do, Pancho. Otherwise, why would he have tied them and left them there? Cisco, uh, that Grid Bell and Vance Corden coming back now. Um, Pancho, which Pancho's ropes a little looser? Keep tugging at them, Pancho. The ropes will stretch. We may free ourselves in time to stop those killers. Set that dynamite alongside the house, Vance. I'll light the fuse. Go ahead, light it. The dynamite's set. Those murders. Look, Cisco. They light the fuse. Lucky it is a long fuse. Pancho, I've pulled my hands free. Get your pocket knife, Cisco. See? Cut the ropes from your feet and from Pancho before those coyotes see you. Here's the knife. The ropes from my feet. Now for you, amigo. Andale, Cisco. Those mavericks shoot you dead if they see you. See you free. Stay where you are, Pancho. Pretend you are still tied as I am doing. Keep the line. Here they come. As uh, soon as I get this dynamite fuse lit, you two and them two in the house are going to have a real bang-up send-off. I'd cut the gab and light the match, Vance. There'll be no match lit, Vance Corden. This goes loose out of the way. I'll turn him down. Uh, missed me, you maverick. Yeah. Pancho, help you with this killer, Cisco. Dynamite at the house, Pancho. Get it. Detach the fuse. Pancho, don't do this, Cisco. Not if I get hold of you, you fat baboon. You are going nowhere, maverick. Uh, there's nothing more despicable than a son who would murder... His own father! Bash your head in, Cisco! <laughs> I've been waiting for the chance to settle with you, good fader! Oh. Pancho! Santos! Pancho! The dynamite! Get rid of it! Madre mia! Tonight you get the fuse pulled out, Cisco! Make go off any minute! Here, give it to me! Hey, hey, hey Cisco, hit the dynamite! Uh, what you going to do? Throw it as far away as I can! Wow, uh. that's a close one, Cisco! We almost blown up. Almost. Come on, let us see if the senorita and senor Cordon are all right. And Pancho think they're both plenty scared, but they'd be glad to know you knock out both those bandidos. 
Senorita, senor. We're still alive, Cisco. And all right, thanks to you. Yeah, give Pancho your knife, Cisco. And Pancho cut the ropes. I, I don't know what to say to you, Cisco. Even though I know Vance is a killer, that he carries the outlaw brand, I... Do not try to say anything about it to me, Senor Corden. I understand, and so do you. Those who wear an outlaw brand must sooner or later pay for their crimes. That is the way of justice. Si, Pancho. And that sheriff more surprised than anybody to learn his deputy, a bandido. You know, I was glad to find out that the sheriff is an honest hombre. Yeah, too bad. Uh, another honest hombre like Senor Cooden got to got a kill his son like that coyote man. See, si, see si, it is. But though Senor Cooden feels badly, he knows it is right for his son to have to pay for his crimes. Yeah, that's right, Cisco. Pancho feel the same way for cousin in the law four times away, Emiliano. You mean your distant cousin Emiliano is in jail? He in for two weeks. Well, what did he do? Oh, he killed a hombre. And they gave him only two weeks in jail? Yeah, then they're going to hang him. Oh, Pancho. Oh, is this the... <laughs> And so ends another exciting adventure with O. Henry's famous Robin Hood of the West, the Cisco Kid. Be sure to listen again for another thrilling adventure of the Cisco Kid. Cisco Kid was played by Jack Mather, Pancho by Harry Lang. That's the Cisco Kid with Outlaw Brand, starring Jack Mather as Cisco and Harry Lang as Pancho from the 1950s, sponsored by Butternut Bread. I think Butternut Bread is still around, it isn't sure it? sure is. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. As heard on Mutual. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's take a break. Then it's more on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, the... Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly. What day is this? Oh, no, let me see. This, dearie, is our 15th wedding anniversary. And many more. As a thank you for listening to this show, we want to give you 10 of the best classic radio shows of all time absolutely free. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com to get them today. You'll receive complete episodes of Sam Spade, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Suspense, Abbott and Costello, Inner Sanctum, X-1, Gunsmoke, Our Miss Brooks, and Lights Out. Just log on to hollywood 360 Radio. And receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360Radio.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. On our next show, Lisa, we're going to play one of the coolest escape episodes you'll ever hear. It's very creepy and 
interesting. And, and also, Rod Serling later um, did a Twilight Zone based on this story. So we'll talk about it in our next show. Also, we'll hear part one of our Miss Brooks with Eve Arden as Connie Brooks. So be with us. We'll see you next time.